Hey, welcome to the Cone Phone. I'm Grant Cone. I'll be taking your calls for about the next hour or so. Uh, the call-in link is in the chat box and also in the description. I already have Lil Niner, Korean Niner, and Joe in the queue. I'll get to you guys in a minute. There's a couple of things I want to talk about first to sort of guide the conversation. First, first thing, uh, Steve Young went on local radio here, Niner's flagship, KMBR and said that he expects Jimmy Garoppolo to request his release as soon as he can pass a physical. I find this news. I mean, it could be as simple as this is what Steve Young would do in Jimmy's position, or it could be he's heard something and he's phrasing this as his opinion, uh, his advice. I think it's interesting. He's so connected. I, I couldn't imagine that he hasn't heard something. Um, and I, I've sort of heard these rumblings that Jimmy Garoppolo might ask for his release that's interesting. I mean, does that does that mean that he's acknowledging that he has no trade value? Like, I, I thought that everyone was sort of maintaining that once he passes a physical, there's going to be a team waiting to trade for him. Isn't that what people have been trying to say? Or I guess not. And I guess this is sort of like the get out of jail free card. If the Niners are trying to figure out how do they cut Jimmy Garoppolo after saying they won't, well, I, he could request his release. So I, I guess that's could be how this ends up going. But if the Niners, what if they say no? What if they're like, nah, man, we need you as our backup quarterback this year. Sorry. We're going to pay you $27 million to be our backup. Deal with it. What happens then? I don't know. Do the Niners, I mean, they've said so many times that they refuse to cut him for nothing. Just because he asked for it, they're going to be like, thank you for asking. Anyway, I think it's interesting. That's what Steve Young expects. He expects Jimmy Garoppolo to request his release as soon as he can pass a physical, which when is that going to be? He's been throwing for three weeks now, but he can't pass a physical. Man, how long is this going to drag on? Is this really going to drag into the season like Dan Cilio said? Is he going to be right about everything? I'd like to hear your take. Second thing, Debo Samuel. I think Debo Samuel is the MVP of this team. I think he's one of the most valuable players in the league. That being said, I also think that he has uh, – an issue with, let's call it, um, well, he's got an injury issue. He's had a history of lower body injuries. And I think his off-season work habits might be a little questionable. The reason I say that is two years ago, he, from what I understand, reported to the team 15 pounds overweight, which uh, led to a chain reaction of injuries, broken foot, pulled hamstring it was just a really bad year and the Niners question his offseason work habits essentially his maturity and professionalism and I think they were thinking let's just get one good season out of Debo and then trade him they got more than a good season they got a, a phenomenal season an all-time great season and now they're left wondering what to do maybe they already know what to do I mean what did they tell Debo at that dinner between Kyle Shanahan uh John Lynch and Debo that led to Debo you know requesting a trade taking down his pictures it's possible the Niners were like, look, Debo, you know, we don't really we have some questions about your offseason work habits. We have some questions about your injury history. We have some questions about your drops. You drop the ball more than any other elite wide receiver. We have some questions about your route running. Frankly, the way we use you is more like a running back. So if you want the big extension now, it's going to be team friendly. If you're that desperate for a you know four-year, five-year contract to validate you and give you a signing bonus, it's going to be team-friendly. I'll tell you that right now. If you want the bag that Tyreek Hill got or even more, bet on yourself 
and play out this rookie deal, and we'll talk next year. Because frankly, that might be the prudent play here. I like Debo Samuel a lot, but I don't know what happened in 2020, and I can't promise that that won't happen again. I can't promise that 2021 version is the of Debo is the one you're going to always get. And maybe he's the kind of guy who I see. I think he's a supreme competitor, but is he like a team guy or is he like a supreme competitor to get that bag? Maybe you always want him in pursuit of the bag. Maybe he once he gets the bag, he won't necessarily compete the way he did this year. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's a little bit more concerned about individual stuff than team stuff. I don't know. All I'm saying is there's no reason not to take it slow. Let him play out the rookie contract. If he does great, franchise tag him. That's still cheaper than whatever you're going to do this year. And you can franchise tag him multiple years in a row. You can go year to year with Debo Samuel since you use him like a running back anyway. And you don't know about his longevity. And it'll keep him motivated. And he'll get a lot of money. And it'll protect the team. This is the Niners don't do this. They always get one or two good years from a player and they reward them with a big contract and it doesn't necessarily work out. Seems like a lot of these homegrown players on the Niners played better before they got the big deal than after. So maybe the Niners should rethink how important it is for them to just keep everyone happy. Maybe motivated is better. Okay, that's my spiel. Let's take some calls. The first call is from Lil Niner. How you doing, oh, little Niner? It is a pleasure to meet you. How are you? I am Greg Will. I am the 49er fanatic, and I'm here because you are my favorite content provider. Thank you. What's on your mind today? I'm even nicknamed myself. Okay, my first question is because I've been a Niner fan since 78. Okay. That's a long time. I'm not naming my age of myself. But what I want to know is about Jason Poe. How do you feel about him? I want him on the line. I like him. I'll keep it brief. But I like what I like about him is he seems like an offensive lineman project who's a D lineman. Like he's got the D line athleticism. And I think they more defensive linemen in college who aren't pass rushers should switch to O-line and stop being a two-down run stuffer and go get that money on the offensive line. Because I feel like there's not enough athleticism in the offensive line in the NFL. And he's got it. Trent Williams was super impressed with his first-step quickness. So that's a good question, Lil Niner. Greg, could you imagine Ken Law and Poe on the right side of that line? That's what I'm saying. To me, Ken oh. is so much better as an offensive lineman than a defensive lineman. But that's not my choice. McGlinchey can go sit down somewhere. Let's sit down, take that, and pull next to him. We'd have a line that would just be quick. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like your hat, by the way. I like your jacket. If you get it, I love it. Thanks. QC. Can I be your assistant? Absolutely. I like you, Greg. Okay, my second question, because I know it's got to be quick. So I thought about this. Jimmy Garoppolo. I used to think he was unstoppable. No longer. I'm a Trey area fanatic now. And what I want to ask you is, do you believe Trey is going to get that middle stuff together like he needs to? The mental stuff? Quick slants. Ouch and all that. Yeah, I think so. I think people are a little too nervous about Trey Lance. I don't know why. 
Maybe it's because he did he went to a you know a small school or something. But from everything I've seen from him in practice, he's the best practice quarterback I've ever seen on the 49ers. I don't know if that's going to translate, but he's better in practice than Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins. He's really sharp. He completes a high percent of his passes. He doesn't turn the ball over in practice. I don't know. Let's see if it translates. I think it will. I think so, too. I think that they were going to surprise a lot of people. Everybody's talking about the Niners are in the middle of the pack. I disagree terribly. Tell them. I think that Trey is going to blow the league away. And we get the 23 most vaccine something Niners. <laughs> We'll be back in the Super Bowl in the next couple of years. I love it. Thank you very much for calling in and starting the show off right. That was phenomenal. Little Thank bit. you, Grant. Thank you. Oh, is out, baby. Woo! Man, that guy came straight from Sesame Street. As I heard. He was hanging out with Big Bird. He was hanging out with the Count. All of them. But he was the roughest one on Sesame. They kicked him out of Sesame Street because he was too tough. Is what they said. Korean Niner, what's up? That's a heck of an act to follow, man. I don't know I how know, to do man. it. But if, if anyone can do it, it's you. couple questions for you. Sure. To me, this this whole Jimmy thing is now, It's to me, it's like a 12-act play that should have been three acts shorter. But Yeah, it's like one of those HBO shows that's on season 10. It's like, wait a second. This was done after the second season. How are we stretching this out? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. To me, when you remember, you and I talked about this before, when Bill Belichick traded Drew Bledsoe to the Bills, do you think Drew uh, Bill cared about Drew's feelings? No. no. Do you think Bill cared about Jimmy's feelings when he traded him to the 49ers? But there's a difference. Hold on. Like when, when the Patriots traded Bledsoe away, they had already won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. So, I mean, they had, they didn't have to take a leap of faith with Brady. The Niners are just clearly scared to take a leap of faith. I, and I feel like that's why I keep – that's why I made a wager with my dad that Jimmy's going to be on this team week one because I don't think they're that brave. Yeah. It's not, and it's not a reflection of Trey. It's a reflection of them. It's them. They're not that brave when it comes to their job security. Well, their jobs, you know what I mean? It's like I say start Trey, but – it's not my job. And there's that 20% chance where he's not no good and they lose and Jimmy's in Seattle winning where everyone gets fired. And I think they're, that probably keeps him up at night. Not my job. Yeah. So here's my, here's the second question. When it comes to, and when it comes to trades to me, John Lynch is already over two in trades. If we already look at it, well, at least what the, the second one is tentative. The big one. Yes. Like Buckner Lee and Ford. Ford. Yeah, but Ford, I have a friend who's an Auburn alum and says, I love D Ford, but he should never have been drafted by the Chiefs in the first place because he was always afraid of that back injury coming back and biting the team in the butt. Right. They knew about this in college. That's true. And then with Buckner, you trade a known asset for, you know, the, the bag of beans and saying, hey, right. I'm going to try to flip this into, right. you know, the next uh, John Randall. We'll just right. kind of play. The next Force Buckner. How about that? Yeah, next to yeah, pretty Buckner. much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, most of these trades are a wash anyway. You never know how any of them will go um, end up panning out. What you know, you gotta understand. You gotta keep 
trying to improve the team any way you can, but sometimes you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You might as well take it in stride and say, hey, we were trying to go for it, didn't end up as anticipated, and we're moving on to the next step to improving the team to try to get another championship. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, yeah. So, What's that shirt? I like that shirt. Just an Aeropostale shirt. Oh, nice. That's just classy. Yeah. I like yeah, it's a simple shirt. So simple shirt. Yeah. How's the how's the new house treating you? <sighs> Good. Good. I mean, I'm in the guest room because the downstairs are, you know, getting that flooded. But I mean, it didn't flood. But I'm just saying, we're getting that repaired. And then we're getting some repaired in the kitchen. Then getting things repaired. Got to yeah. have things needed repaired. So it's I mean, I'm loving it. It's just like training camp starts in two weeks, and I'm like, can we get this done now? But you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a marathon, not a sprint is what I hear. Yeah. Uh, as long as you life? enjoy the house, looks like you're getting the garden up to date. So Man, I mangled that lawn first thing. It just needed a little, it hadn't gotten like really watered in like three weeks and all it needed was a little water, but I never had a lawn growing up and I'm Jewish. So I don't really have a good sense of how to do anything. Although Jesus was Jewish and he was a carpenter, but that's neither here nor there. And so I just, that I inherited some, some um, fertilizer. I just threw that all over the, over the uh, the grass, like around four o'clock in the afternoon, when it's good and hot, just 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 torched it. But I'm trying to bring it back slowly. It's yellow in spots. Other spots where I didn't touch it is green, and those are the good spots. So we'll see. Does Oakland get a rainy season? That's the last question before I let you go. It used to, less and less, but yeah, it used to be March through May, but it's not as much anymore, and that's why all these fires are happening. But anyway, I gotta take more calls. It's always a pleasure. Take Thank care. You, All right, man. See ya. Right, I'm going to take Jay Hutch because he graciously um, pulled over. Then I got Karan. Then I got Joe. Then I got Spinner M. What's up, Jay Hutch? Thanks for pulling over. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Doing good. Just serving people. <laughs> <laughs> you have surprisingly good service for wherever you are. Looks like you're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's just the side of a road before. I oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. So what's so, up? Uh, not much. I'm just, man, the the Niners and the Giants right now, just make a move. Do something. Like, th that's what's going on. Just do something. Make a move. Talk about it. Say what you're going to do because it's a soap opera right now. And we, the fans, Doesn't just want to know like what's this happening. Team, this Niners team is sort of incomplete. Like, there's another move. They A couple of more moves they got to make. And one, I can't even say what their record's going to be until they finish. They're not done. Honestly, like, I think we would feel better about it if they would just tell us what their plan is yeah. or, like, what their feelings yeah. are on certain players. Or, I don't know, maybe just call Trey the starting quarterback. and That would help. I, I think if they did that, I mean, they could have did that three months ago, and the state of the fans and the franchise would probably be way better right now. Right. Way better. So, yeah. I know. What's, and, what the Niners are, are failing to do, like it's like if you don't tell the fans in the media what the story is, they'll make it up. And you got all these guys with conspiracy theories, or maybe this means they don't like Trey. And you know what? Until they say what it means, any any theory is valid. So step up I and mean, say that's, something. That's what happened with Debo, right? I mean, yep. the I don't even know what you want to call that crazy roller coaster of just people coming out of the woodwork and people coming out of the boonies just saying whatever, whatever the hell they wanted to say about it. You know, I mean, we, we probably knew most of it was fake news anyway, but the more and more the Niners don't say anything, it's like, 
is it true? Yeah. Is it not true? Like what's happening, you know? Right. So agree. Take control of the narrative, John. Seriously. Yeah. And for Debo, like if they if he's still unhappy, give him a one year deal. Pay him, make him a little happy, then resign him. Like do a compromise. I mean, he a compromise. He's on. He's under contract for another year, and then you I can know. I know, but if he really wants to get paid, and if he still wants to be traded, still requesting a trade, not like do something to make him happy. Do something to make him happy. That's because you you can't let that talent go away. You can't. You can't let. How it about go. a pizza party at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> bowling night. I bowling's a lot of fun. Bowling's fun. Yeah, I like bowling. Hey man, this is a business. The Niners keep acting like they're a family. They're a family. It's, I don't know about that. It's a business. And I think I don't know. I think we all know who that is. That's Prague's filthy hands all over it. You know his filthy paws. Prague, sorry, catching strays today, buddy. Big family show. Ah, he, he's always catching strays. That always I mean, strays. come on. They're, like the whole contract situation with like Kittle talking about it with Williams. I mean, it's all Prague. I mean. There's no other question to it, right? Like just how they handle business, how how they've handled it. For the He's past the constant the last twenty years. He is, yeah. It's it's just been. Yeah. I think it's bad for a big market team, and every year it's the quest for six, the quest for six, the quest for like they hammer it down, and it's like yeah. it's not. Really but it's a more of a marketing really slogan. It's like we're on a quest for six buyer season tickets, like. You didn't yeah. show us your, that you were on a quest for six in free agency. I mean, yeah. in, until Jimmy Garoppolo is gone, you can't tell me you're on a quest for six. If you have a $27 million backup quarterback, you can't tell me you're on a quest for six. I mean, you're on a quest I, for a trade partner. That's what you're on. Here's the thing with, with, for me with Jimmy and everything like, say you're going to keep him, say he's going to be the backup, make sure the starting quarterback. Just Simple boom, 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 say it, get it out there. The fans know what's up. But Jay Jimmy Hutt, look, like, if they do that, then they'll hurt Jimmy's trade value because if then you're gonna, if you plan on keeping him anyway, then he's going to walk at the end of the season. So who the point. fuck cares? Good point. Hey Jimmy, guess what? You're our backup quarterback. Enjoy it. Jay Hutch, you need to go serve people some papers. Yeah. Hey, hey, I don't know if you're a Niner fan, uh, a Giants fan, but Juan Soto rejected a 15-year, 440 million dollar contract. Farhan, go sign him. Get him. Trade him now. Listen to Jay Hutch before you get served. Jay, good to see you. Peace. Hold on. We got one thing from HaHa ha saying juxtapose against the well-run warrior, the well-run warriors. That's hard. The Niners and Giants are the Yahoo of various sports. I don't. What did Yahoo do? Yahoo had a good website for a while. They were doing pretty good. What's wrong with Yahoo? Karan. Hey, what's up? chilling what's up with you how's uh homeowner life good i like it all right you like it you either like it or you're like miserable you're miserable the first two or three years I keep you're, you're spending a little bit like, you know take it in stride it's not that stressful yeah. you know stuff that kind yeah. of stuff yeah 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 and then don't worry like you know you'll uh you'll change the look of the house you know in 10 years and seem like a long time where you're like remember when we had that and you're like that was 10 years ago and you're like oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, it comes in waves. It comes in waves. Um, so two, a couple things. Um, you know, if I think it's pretty much a done deal that Jimmy's going to Seattle, and I think a couple reasons why is I think that 
you kind of have to look at the optics of it. Um, they've got two first-round picks and two second-round picks upcoming in the draft, correct, next year. So from a draft capital standpoint, they've got more than enough. And, you know, historically we have seen teams that load up on those draft picks trade some of them away for assets. Mm -hmm. Um, And Pete Carroll is, I think, either 69 or 72. He's up there in age, right? So you're telling me Pete Carroll is all in on a rebuild at this stage in his life? Probably not. He really, I can't see him doing that piece of it. And here's the other piece of it. If you're the 49ers and Seattle wants him and they're kind of calling your bluff, why wouldn't you wait if you're the 49ers? Mm-hmm. What, what do you have to lose, right? You don't because you can release them at any time, correct? They clearly don't care about the optics and how it looks because if they did, um, they would have released him already. Right. But the fact that they can wait it out and see what Seattle can give them, oh, by the way, might be a third, fourth round pick for anybody else, but Seattle, we're going to have to get a second round pick. You know, if Seattle is going to say, no, you're just going to cut them. So the Niners wait and they wait and they wait, wait and they, and they wait. wait. And even so, so they could cut them like right before final cut down date. And then Seattle brings them in. But now you got Derek Zoolander trying to learn your offense in a week. That's rough. Well, I hey, I also, I also think Seattle is grossly underrated. And I think. Their running back they dra- uh, they drafted is a yeah. prime candidate for rookie of the year, and I don't think they're going to be as bad as everyone thinks they are. I think they're going to be hovering around 500, um, just because if you hand off the ball and you play really good defense, chances are you're going to be in the game until the fourth quarter. They just don't have Russell Wilson to pull them out anymore, right? right? So they got to they got to do with the again. Again, they don't have Russell Wilson, so they're not going to win those crazy games that they've been winning the last decade in Seattle. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens because he was truly that X factor. He just took over the game in the fourth quarter, whether it be his legs or those passes. He got it done for them more often than not. And I think they're going to be in games and then they're going to fall flat on their face in the fourth quarter, much like the Niners did with, uh, you know, like, you know, Bathurst and a couple other people down in 2000, I think it was like 19 or 18 when they were in almost every single game. And then, you know, fourth quarter hit and they were gone. I think 2020 was like that as well. Hold on. Do you think that week two, the Niners home opener at Levi's against Seattle, do you think that's going to be Trey against Jimmy? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. That sounds phenomenal. I'll be there. I will definitely, I'll fly for that one just for the optics of it. I feel that's homemade popcorn ready. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say was there's been a lot of talk about power rankings. And I want to tell the, the folks, you know, either on here, don't, for the most part, don't listen to anybody. Go up, look at what Vegas says. Typically, they're the ones making a lot of money. And, you know, I have it up here, you know, Sports Illustrated, uh, the booking, it opened. 1600 for the Niners to win, they're still at 1600. And rather, the optics of it, they didn't get better or worse this offseason. They stayed the same. I will Hold tell on. you the biggest. Hold on. Can we come back to the other thing? Because I've just blown my mind on the Seahawks thing. Let's stick with oh, the okay, Seahawks. Do you think that the Seahawks are out of desperation to get Jimmy Garoppolo on their team as soon as possible and in their playbook that they're going to actually trade with the Niners? Or they're just going to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait no, and call. They it have the draft capita. They have the draft capita. You're telling me right now if you need a starting quarterback and Pete Carroll's like I can win seven games with Andrew Luck, 
don't you think he could probably say, I can win 10 games with Jimmy Garoppolo? You don't think Jimmy Garoppolo can do the same thing with DK Metcalf like he can do with Debo Samuel? I'm asking you. The optics of it. You don't think you don't think DK Metcalf can take a five yard slant, take it to the house? Of course he can. You don't think Jimmy can do that? If I were Pete Carroll, I would rather just roll. I mean, see what happens with Drew Locke and then draft a quarterback next year than win 10 games with Jimmy Garoppolo and go to the playoffs and let him turn into a pumpkin like he always does and lose. But remember, you but remember, Seattle has new ownership, right? They're gonna wanna do wins. They basically are just like the just like the 49ers when they trade him away. You don't think the Seattle owner is going to be looking over there at Denver to see what their record is and say, hey, you just got rid of a guy who just won 12 games his first year and we're in the toilet? What is that going to do for Pete Carroll and that general manager? I would right? think that, that when they got rid of Russell Wilson, uh, the owner was like, okay, what's the plan at quarterback? And I'm sure Pete Carroll was like, we're going to trade for Jimmy Graham. No, I'm no, sorry. No, like, no. We're going to draft. I, I like, think... The 2023 draft is a great class of quarterbacks. We're going to get freaking whoever. Let no, us. I don't even think so. That I think Pete Carroll historically has undervalued quarterbacks because he won a Super Bowl with Russ not being the showcase. It was much like Jimmy with the look. Again, I'm not saying Jimmy and Russ. I'm not comparing them. Russ has probably top five deep ball thrower I've ever seen in my life in a game and in practice. He is amazing. There's no taking away from that, but he does have problems processing and he takes a lot of sacks. So for all his playmaking ability, they won a Super Bowl with a really good front line and an historic secondary. That was amazing. They did not win primarily on Russell Wilson's shoulders. He was third or fourth in the line. The same thing can be said about Jimmy Garoppolo had the 49ers won last year. He was the fourth or fifth reason why, and it was a quick release and the decision-making and the uh, non-superlative, you know. Young Russell Wilson was a lot better than any Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I would say that secondary in Seattle was much better than anything San Francisco's throwing out. You know what they do have in common? Jimmy takes a lot of sacks too, so in that sense he would fit right in. And, and Pete Carroll wants to run the ball, and he wants he to keep it close Jimmy, until the fourth quarter. Say, but he, the best handing off, the best hander offer of I've ever seen. So I think he does fit in a lot of ways. And, and before he got hurt, if you look up the stats, he played much better as the game went on than he did in the beginning. And, and to Pete Carroll, he can just be like, "Hey, listen, clutch. we can still be in a play." Right, right, right. The the clutch. You that one the, big the clutch. throw at the end of the game. Well, Jimmy won't give you that, but he, you know. He can, he'll, he'll dink it and dunk it, and Pete Carroll will be happy because he can run the – he can protect his uh, offensive line. Here's the other thing. Russell Wilson held the ball an extraordinarily long amount of time, and not many offensive linemen do well with that. Not in this day and age. And, and like it or not – used to be, yeah. No, no. So in my mind, I think it's going to happen. I think the reason why they're slowing it – Maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist. I think they already know there's a plan. I think Jimmy's going to sign off for Seattle for a year, a show-me deal. It's a not a ready-win team, but it's not like the Houston Texans. They've got a good front office. They've got good pieces there, right, in the secondary. They're not as good as the defensive line. But in the perimeter, Seattle's good as anybody on both sides of the ball, perimeter-wise. They're wide receivers in their corners. You know, other than like the Rams, they got pretty good perimeter players. And so 
it's going to be Pete Carroll and them trying to orchestrate that piece of it. It's the 49ers getting a little bit more, and they got to hope they don't get swept. And, and that's what I think is going to happen. I, you know, to my the second point with the the predictions, the 49ers haven't gotten worse or better. They're the exact same. What I'm interested to see is that I'm looking at my screen, the biggest jump were the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC. They're right behind the 49ers in win-loss and Super Bowl uh, contention, and they were not in the beginning of the season. So Vegas is telling you that Philly is right up there in the echelon of NFC teams, and that's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. People like people should not be sleeping sleeping on. And the 49ers play almost two-thirds of their games against the top 16 teams of Vegas thinks is going to go to the Super Bowl or represents the Super Bowl, which is very difficult. Which is going to be very difficult. And they got and, and they're up there. They're they're the fourth best team in Vegas's eyes. So are they the fourth best team? Maybe if if it breaks certain ways. But they got two other teams in the the Saints and the the Eagles that are right behind them, right behind them. And they could those three could be you could mash them up anyway the way you want to talk about it. Karan, thank you very but, uh, much. Have a good one. Haha says Niners slogan quest for sixth round pick. I think that's pretty apt. That's the slogan for 2022. Sean Weaver says, sorry, Karan, nobody's trading for Jimmy. Man, if Seattle trades a third round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to laugh my fucking ass off. I'm going to LMFAO, literally. So I hope they do because I like laughing. And um, I like laughing at the Seahawks because it's something about them. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, Grant? Gammon, you're next. I saw that look on your face. You're, I promise. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, well, sort of. Uh, we still have Garoppolo on our team, so I can't be doing that good. But I <laughs> sorry. It's just that, dude. Uh, it's hard to get excited about the season when he's still here, right? Yeah, Interceptolo has been that Ooh. since he's gotten injured. I mean, that's all he is. He's a, yeah. he's a quarterback that can only throw across the middle. He yeah. can't throw deep. He can't no. throw to the sidelines. No. It's like can't move. Can't extend the play. Can't read defenses. Gonna, nobody's going to trade for this guy. Why would they? I wouldn't. If I was a head coach or I was a GM, there's no way I'd trade. Only for him. way you would trade for someone like Jimmy Garoppolo is if you're so desperate that, like, you think yes. he's going to like just getting to the playoffs. If your quarterback your just went down, yeah, but yeah, like I, I have to make the playoffs this year to save my job. I think. Yep. Kyle may have felt that a little bit last year, considering he had so many losing seasons. So Jimmy had a purpose. But if you think you're going to win a Super Bowl with Jimmy, like, or he's got, I mean, it's just, it's not going to happen. So why don't you Never just develop someone? Yeah. Never in a million. Never in a million. Uh, Parag is doing a absolute pee poor job. Uh, I, I can't see how he could keep Jimmy on the team at all. It just doesn't make sense. That's $25 million we could have used or we could use next year on yeah. players. Right. On you could use it this year. You could roll it over to next year. Using it on Jimmy is the worst option. If, if, if they do anything with Jimmy, they should trade for a player. Screw a draft choice. Get a player. Right, because the draft choice is going to be a six-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. If, sure. if that. Yeah. <laughs> you may be getting 252. <laughs> right, or it could be like a six-round pick swap. You give me one, I'll give you your – yeah. Yeah. Give you one back, yeah. Yeah, oh, by the way, there's no way in the world you can follow uh, – what is it, Little uh, Niner? No way. 
I didn't see that coming. Good man. I had no idea. He was emailing me all week, telling me that like he had a little like a a little guy who wanted to call. I thought it was gonna be a kid. Little did I know it was the toughest dude from Sesame Street. I never saw that. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Anyways, just wanted to put those two cents in here. You have a great one, dude. You too, man. Congrats on the house. Thank you very much. It doesn't take you under. It's not one of those in the movie there. Nah, it'll be fine. There's some other houses we were looking at that needed like hundreds of thousands of dollars of repairs. Like, we're good. It's nothing serious. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Say say hello to your dad. Your dad's so awesome. Uh, I will. Listen to him for years and years. It's just, he's amazing. And he still is. So. I agree. I'll come say that. I'm sure he's watching. I made his day. Thank you. See you later. All right, Gammon. What's going on, Gammon? Hey. It's going pretty good. Oh, it's it's all right. I I know why you're apologizing, Grant. Uh, You seem like you got something to say today. I've I've been looking at your face. You seem like you got something to say. I've been listening to to the people come on and the angles that that they're taking, I can see i can follow their their path of logic and it, it it makes sense but the truth of the matter of fact is is that we're talking about this is mid-season jimmy um you know a couple and i and i get the frustration of my fellow fans because that's that's why i'm not a journalist like like you are or some of the other guys that i see out here podcasting uh but jimmy we may as well call you know title it mid-season jimmy because i do think uh, that he's going to be traded during the midseason. I, I think you had a really just an eye-opening interview with the Buccaneers, uh, the guy who covers the Buccaneers, and he's basically what he alluded to and what it sounds like is like Jimmy's not going to be ready by week one or week two. So when you were asked, when you popped that question of like, do you think week two we'll be seeing Jimmy playing against the Seahawks? I mean, even if he's traded to the Seahawks, it doesn't sound like Jimmy's going to be ready right. by week two. The other thing, too, is Jimmy is going to be worth a third-round pick. And I know that what I'm saying right now is probably nothing that the 49ers fans want to hear, but he's not going to be cut. That you know, We're asking for transparency from the 49ers uh, front office, and sometimes I feel like they're a little too transparent, mm-hmm. even up to a fault. Um, They've already said what they're going to do here, right? We're not going to cut him. We're not going to cut him. We're not going to cut him. They're, they're, yeah. yeah, and people are going like, oh, they're not, they're, they're not being serious. Yeah. They're 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 they are going to do this or do that. They're just not. No, they're they're dead serious. Last season, nobody wanted nobody wanted to take them seriously. Right. That's the big thing. You, you either accept the truth of the reality of what they're saying or you just miss it. But that's that's on you. But they, I was shocked by how honest they were last season. when They said, like, no, Jimmy is our starter. We're prepared to sit Trey Lance back there. And everyone just laughed and was like. There's no way that an organization can move all this capital and, and just sacrifice that just to put it back on the listen, they they will they've kind of felt like uh they've hit the point of no return, like they've gone so far. And right now, you kind of think of it like the housing market. If they sell on Jimmy right now, they're gonna get the lowest amount of return that they can get for him. Midseason trade, uh, yeah, they're right now the, the 49ers best bet is that they hope, well, I shouldn't say hope, nobody hopes for a player to be injured, but there's, this is the way I'd like to frame it. There's 32 starting NFL quarterbacks in the in the NFL right now. I am of the belief that there really aren't 32 NFL starters. 
why you know agree with me or don't agree with me but jimmy garoppolo is a starting caliber um quarterback there's going to be some team that in the middle of the season that's making a playoff push or run that we didn't think we're going to make it there's going to be another team that we thought was going to be in the, the midst of a playoff run that isn't one of those teams that's going to be one of those surprise teams that makes it is going to be a team that we trade to um i disagree that the seahawks because of Pete Carroll's age, need to make an absolute push for it uh, this year, or else they just would have mortgaged their future with their draft picks, right? These things would have, that those stories would have already um, told themselves. What I think is that they're A-OK with sitting back for one more year. Uh, let, me, let me go backwards. I think that, and here's another thing that people may not agree with or want to admit to themselves, but I think the Seahawks had the best draft out of the entire NFC West. I just was like, man, I'm glad they didn't have this kind of draft when Russell Wilson was still there. What they're doing is, yeah, sure, let's say they're looking at the Denver Broncos, but kind of similarly to what the 49ers were doing uh, back before they got Jimmy Garoppolo, is you have to do one of two things. Either you draft and you get that quarterback, and then you bring in free agents and build a team around them, or you build a team in the hopes of landing a big name uh, quarterback, just like what the Broncos did and, mm -hmm. and, so, and so forth. So I think Pete Carroll, he's, it's not like he has a death certificate, you know, um, already given with his birth certificate. I, I think he's okay with waiting one year, right. seeing what's available in free agency and trade. And right. like he, he, he could draft a quarterback, he could trade for a I mean, this, this is going to be a whole bunch of guys available. He could get a former number one pick. Who knows? Yeah, and I, yeah. I do, I do think that this is right now the the 49ers' uh, year to win the division. Um, a lot of teams, I really feel like, have taken a step uh, backwards. I think that the 49ers' defense has taken a step forwards. I mean, we uh, we got we did so well in 2019 because of the defensive line. Uh, this defensive line has just gotten hungrier, bigger, and 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 better. I mean, heck. Their defensive line is just so uh, so hungry. They're even calling into talk shows now now and again. Um, but this is while this eating. Is, That's <laughs> how hungry they are. That's that, that is the epitome of, yeah. of hunger. Uh, so you know when I when I look at all those things too, and the reason why I say Jimmy's no matter what is going to be with third round pick is, and why I'm calling this and labeling this mid season Jimmy is that. If if Jimmy stays on the team all season long, uh, they they get nothing if they release another team signs him. If he stays on the team and at the end of the season, comp pick contract is up, someone else signs him, comp third pick the third round pick. So I have to think somewhere in Prague's algorithm, right? He's going like no matter what, the the default is that he's worth a uh, um, a third round pick. And uh, and I'm I'm looking at everything the the way that everything is is falling is like yeah our, our the 49ers schedule is hard, but the the teams in the NFC West um, are are really I, I really do think that this is the the 49ers um, year for 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 better or for worse on that. Well, you're calling it right now mid round uh, mid season trade Jimmy Garoppolo for a third. It could happen. Gamut, thanks for calling in. Cool. All right, later. Oh, hold on. So we got Tyler's next. Bryant, you were after Tyler. I want your tell your dad to pull over though, even though I know you're not driving because you're seven, or maybe nine. 
but tell him to pull over and uh, just out of safety. And then Ben Meyerson, Swanee D, and the Ramelia Sports Report, and then that's it. That's that. Tyler Drake. How's it going, uh, Grant? The Tyler Drake, in case you were fucking wondering, man. The Tyler Drake. Got to put right. it in front of it. So that's I got a question right. for you. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a question. It's a little bit of a curveball, so I don't think any people have really been on the show that's really asked this question that I've seen. Um, unfortunately, I am a Jimmy fan. I, I, okay. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. All right. I want you to explain to me. I have a love-hate relationship with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I, I love him as a person, but every time I watch the 49ers play when he's on the field, it makes me not want to watch the game. It's like anxiety. Like you feel like when is going to happen next? You've seen it before. You've seen this. You've seen this before. The thing with Jimmy to me is like when he first started playing, he was really successful, but I don't think he's ever improved. I don't think he's ever expanded his game. And if you don't, if like what Harbaugh would say, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. If you stay exactly the same, the league sees you more and the scouting report every week gets more sophisticated. And now, I mean, the book is out on him. He doesn't throw deep. He doesn't throw outside the numbers. He doesn't extend plays. If you just, you know, Defend that middle area of the field. Um, he's going to give you one or two opportunities every game. And that's all he does. That's that's all he does is just the same the same slant move every single time. So, so if my he question, could do something different and is I mean add something to his game, it would change things. But he has, and that's the same way I feel about Lamar too. Everyone like Lamar's efficiency has dropped three years in a row, and I was like, I'm wondering, dude, is the league catching up to you? Do, are you going to do something different, or is it the coach's fault? I don't know. Maybe it's the coach's fault in San Francisco. Maybe Jimmy's going to go somewhere and flourish. I don't know. I but my qu- my question to you is, and I don't know if this is something that you can answer, but explain to me why people like like me, because I don't even understand it, why some fans like Jimmy despite what he does. Um, <laughs> uh, winning's fun. I mean, period. Winning's good. And I think also a cert- certain amount of fans want a quarterback to look a certain way. And Jimmy, I don't know what that is, but it's like, it's not just like Caucasian. It's like, you sort of need to look like Clark Kent. Like Jared Goff doesn't look like Clark. Like Jared Goff's kind of not so good looking, but Jimmy just has this superhero, all American, Captain America face. You know, he just kind of looks right. And, you know, he's got the quick release. He, He was in New England. If you really, really squint your eyes, you might look, he might see Tom Brady Jr. Even though when you actually, a younger, a younger Tom Brady, you know, he's not Tom Brady Jr. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And when Trey Lance plays, when Trey Lance plays, it's, it's bets off. It's fun to watch him play. Yeah. Same with Kaepernick. I love watching Kaepernick play yeah. uh, Alex Smith to an extent, but just the different play styles that they have. Yeah. I, I, I hate watching Jimmy play. Like I knew in the fourth quarter last year, just, I, I was like, Oh, this is it. This is it. I, I knew every play that he did. It was like, mm. and I could see Trey Lance on the sideline, just watching the entire game. And I was like, Switch him. So do something. Do something with him, please. But no, it. I for me, I I love Jimmy, but I I agree that he needs to kind of get out the door. As much as it pains me, I, I've watched him. You know, because I I'm younger, so I grew up with with Jimmy for most of my time being a 49er fan. So to see him go is kind of like, a, a, yeah. I don't want to say a breakup. Like a, you're losing a friend. You're losing a, a colleague yeah. or something like that. So that's all I got for you, Grant. So thank you for having me on. All right, the Tyler Drake. That was a great call. Call in any time. All right. We got Bryant Culp up next. Although I don't think, what's your name? Lily. Hi, Lily. Grant. Hi, nice to I meet you. I wanted to say it's July 16th, and Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the 49ers. That's right. Well done. What's up, Bryant? Hey, Grant. Yeah, I had to let her say it. She's been saying it every time you come oh, on. He the house. He nailed it. Great job. 
Hey, so yeah, I definitely think that Jimmy Garoppolo needs to leave. Um, that that's clear. Um, if they do keep him as a backup, he's got to have a restructured contract because twenty seven is too much. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but um, I don't want to pay twenty seven for him. And yeah, that's just I think he's he's on his way out. And the other thing, I think if he didn't have the injury problems that he has, he probably wouldn't be leaving. But that's the biggest problem I think with him is his injuries. Um. And then he can't throw downfield, but that's because he was injured. Right. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say is I had messaged you a couple of times. I know I joke a little bit, but, uh, Robbie gold, I, I found an article. He is the top ninth out of the top 10 kickers. He's ranked ninth by CBS. And I think that's pretty good. Um, I'd love to see you do a top 10 kicker list <laughs> or a top 32. <laughs> I will take a little research and homework. But I was reading that article, and they said that the top um, four kickers are all out of the AFC North. So I thought that was interesting. Maybe kicking in the snow, you you know, get maybe. a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe, maybe but, it's more of a premium on kickers up there. You need a good one. Yeah, yeah. but I think uh, you know if uh, our special teams does better than last year, I think we got a really good shot because I think you know even Jimmy's limitations. I think the special teams through through the year cost us games. And if we could get like a kick return or a punt return, that's going to help. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, McLeod coming in. I, I'm just excited about the season, really. Um, and every day I keep looking because I have a bet too going on. I, I have a subway bet. <laughs> so if Jimmy leaves, I owe somebody a sandwich. But if he stays, I'm going to I'm going to go. Dip, I'm going to subway. <laughs> High stakes. High stakes. Well, hey, look, you have a great day. You Tell have a great day really as well. Tell Lily and, she did a great job. I will. Thank you, Grant. You have a great day. Right. Take care. Um, ben Meyerson, then Swanee D, then the Ramilia Sports Report, then Irvin. Then that's the end of the show. What's up, Ben? You got me, Grant? What's up? What? You got me? I got you. Cool. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm chilling, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, you know. Uh, just still, gosh, it's crazy to think back, you know, when I was first coming on your show, show like last year, you know, talking about Jimmy Garoppolo after the trade went down. I remember you and I would always go back and forth like, oh, I'm, I kept saying, I'm like, they're going to cut him. They're going to cut him. They're right. going to cut him. Well, and, he, and here we are here 16 we are. months later. And no one wants him. No one wants no, him. No one wants Apparently, him. Apparently, except for the Seattle, the Seattle. I feel like teams might want him if he was a free agent, but trading for him? Mm, I mean, no. Grant, I think there's only like, I was just looking at cap space right now in the NFL. There's only one team who can take on his entire contract, and that's the Browns. Browns. So, yeah, you know, so, I, <laughs> right. Yeah, um, but it's so funny because I, I was looking more at salary cap. Do you stuff. think the Niners would take back, would pay for some of that uh, salary if they get a third round pick? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was about to discuss. Actually, that's okay. how, what I was about to get into. Okay, so there's not as many teams who even have like 15 million or or more cap space. So really, if you're trading Jimmy, probably going to have to take back the majority of his deal. If you're the 49ers right now, you're probably going to have to send 10 million the other way with Jimmy ish. Right. And then hope you get a third round pick back. Mm -hmm. But that kind of like, it gets me to the problem of this team. Grant, I've been thinking about asking you this question for a while. Okay. If, if you were Jed York, right. If Denise and John called you up and they appointed you, they said, Grant, you can do whatever you want. What is watching your videos? We really think you got <laughs> Right, right. Vision like, for this team. Yeah. We like the way you think about things, you know. Um, what is the first move you would make? Because I think there's a pretty first obvious move. And, and when I say move, Grant, it can be personnel, it can be front office, it can be anyone, anywhere. 
Um, I don't think I, I would reassign Parag. He would no longer be in charge of all the things that he's in charge of at all. Uh, that I, I would send Parag to Youngstown, actually. Just just get him out. Get, get him no, out no, he there. could go work on Leeds United or something like that. But here, nah, we don't need you anymore. Thank you for your service. And I would make sure the team did something with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, guys, we can no longer be in, like, wait-and-see mode. Let's, a little urgency here. We're in a Super Bowl window now back to Parag though right because it's ultimately a Parag issue he's the one who has this contract set up where they can get rid of Jimmy no financial you know casualties that they can just clear him right off the books besides like a million and a half dollars and the Parag is the one who signed that deal yet he's not willing to execute it or even you know he may not have the power to execute it right so I, I guess you know, if you could get rid of anyone, like like I was saying, Parag, I think, is the obvious candidate. Because if you look at the way they've been doing all their deals, Grant, they set all their deals up this way. They yeah. set all their deals up the same way where it's minimal money in the beginning. And, and then over time, that increases and increases. And then they have the ability to get out from underneath those numbers. And basically, the only real use they've actually had for those type of contracts is when players are completely, you know, going to retire are so hurt they're done from the league guys who literally can't be in football anymore i mean even a guy like d ford right whose contract isn't set up that way either he's still on the team right now so mm -hmm. I, I think if you look at what the rest of the league is doing right now and we've discussed this before but i mean frog to me is the number one issue with this franchise because if you can't figure out the financial um benefits of having a qb like trey lance having him be the third overall pick you know, it, it's detrimental to your team right now. They're third highest, highest paid in terms of quarterback. That, Hold on. That I just want to say like, it's not all Parag. It's Jed too. Because if Jed were more forceful, if Jed were like Eddie, and if I were in his position, I would be telling John and Kyle, who are my subordinates. I run this team guys. I want to go for it. I want to go for it now. So I know you guys want to wait a year. No, we're not doing that. Get rid of Jimmy. John, you got to take the loss on that. I don't care. I'm not going to fire you if you if you cut Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not going to hold it against you. Uh, move on. We were in the NFC Championship game last year. Do something. That's what I would say. That would be how the uh, the boy, you know, the meeting in my brain. And I think the main thing, Grant, and I heard you talk about this. I know we we've talked about it before, and I saw you talking about it recently, but it's more. They aren't having conviction, right, with their decision to go up and get Trey Lance. Yeah. In the first place, they didn't even decide who they were going to draft before they went ahead and made that trade. Then when they went ahead and made the pick, and they could have had the opportunity to trade Jimmy to the Patriots or offload him in any other way when they could get more value than that third-round pick, which is the ultimate value, apparently. Like, like they, they didn't do it, which to me is, is – Obviously, there were complications with last season, right? Trey's finger got hurt. A lot of stuff happened to where it was probably right to have Jimmy start the whole season because you didn't want to put Trey in those circumstances. And honestly, by the end of the season, when Trey Lance started that Texans game, do you really want him going into the playoffs, you know, having all that pressure underneath him and, and not having all that game experience? Where Right. Because, well, again, if he, if, if he loses, everyone's like, well, Jimmy would have won. Jimmy would have won. Right. Jimmy's no, a winner. Yeah. Jimmy's a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, man. This whole Trey Lance-Jimmy thing, like, we've had the answer from the beginning. It's more the team's unwillingness to 
have conviction in their own decision making. So, you know, that's super frustrating. <laughs> but then also, Grant, like the third round pick that uh, the last caller was just talking about, and I do think there is a lot of truth to like the fact that they're not going to settle for anything less than that because that's the minimum value, right? That pick is like the 105th overall pick next year, right? It's like Danny Gray, essentially, right? I mean, it's Ambry Thomas. Ex- exactly. Sweet. That's what at the end of this, they're going to get the hundredth pick in the draft. Like, that's that's a successful offseason. That's how we do it here at Santa Clara. <laughs> well, and you know what they're going to do, Grant? They're going to be like, hey, look at all the picks we have now. We have a second round pick. We have two third round picks. You know, no we first have round all- pick. No first round pick. No, no, no. Well, but okay. we replaced that value. We spent $27 million on a third round compensatory pick because that's totally worth it. That's how I, we do. I, ben, I got to take a couple more calls before the end because my stomach is killing me, man. That's too much information. But good to see you, Ben. <laughs> I'm trying to. But at the buzzer, Swanee, you better make this good. What's up, man? <laughs> How's it going, Grant? This a is pleasure, so a pleasure. Fine. <laughs> okay. So I think what if Seattle's stringing along the 49ers to make them feel that they have something for Jimmy and then they prolong this whole thing and actually keep him because they keep on thinking they got something for him. I, that's a good point, Eddie DeBartolo. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, they could be uh, playing 40 chess here. You know, if one of my daughters was into football, I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, my sister and – her son wrecking my team. Grant. I'm so mesmerized right now, man. I never <laughs> thought I'd be able to talk to 45 year old Eddie DeBartolo, but here we are, man. Wow. And, um, you know, I saw a tweet, you know, I think you talked about it as well as RG three ranking the top five quarterbacks. He would start a franchise with, I mean, instantly you say, you see, um, what's that cat's name on the Ravens? The Ravens QB. I'm Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. And you're thinking, why would he pick Lamar and not like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? And I think what, what he's trying to get at is that Lamar doesn't need anyone. Like he could, like if you don't have anything on your team, not even an offensive line, he could still operate, right? Where I think with Mahomes and Josh Allen, if you don't have an offensive line, they can't operate as much, right? Not saying that Lamar Jackson can have trash offensive linemen, but you're less you're less dependent on anyone else because you're kind of like a one-man show, right? Um, this ties me into Seattle. I think, okay, to start a franchise, I think the quick and easy way to start a franchise, get a D, right, first, and then like a cheap way, right? Don't get your a great quarterback first because it's like, you're putting in a lot of money at one position that pe- depends on your team to be good, right? So build the thing around and then get a QB, right? Kind of kind of like the 49ers way of thinking, but instead we bought an expensive mediocre QB. But okay, whatever. That's let's not get into that. But <laughs> so like it doesn't make sense for Seattle to get Jimmy. Like all that does is they I think they want to restart their you know their roster right sure like look he Pete Carroll's done it already right he knows the formula right get D then get a talented QB that could move and then go from there he's already done it and even if he retires before it's done but he builds out that team he'll 
that will help his legacy, right? Like, hey, I left you. I didn't go all out. I left you guys with something that you could build with, work with, and go from there, right? Um, I, I just I don't see Seattle going for Jimmy. I think their whole thing is <laughs> they're just stringing along the 49ers to make them think they have something in Jimmy. I think the only spot that Jimmy could possibly land now is um, bef- at week one, meaning before week one, is with the Browns if if Deshaun Watson gets, you know, a 16, a year suspension, right? If it's only be six or five or six weeks, then they'll probably stay with what they got and go from there. But, and maybe the Niners, I don't see them stupid enough to keep Jimmy, but maybe they can, like what Gammon was saying, like they get that third round compensatory, compensatory pick, but then they also get a hedge. So they can, they have two things. It's not just for a third rounder. It's a hedge and this third rounder, right? That to me is, I don't know. That is just LD, such an LDE move. Um, But I hope it doesn't go that way. We'll see, man. Thank you for calling in, Eddie DeBartolo. It's a pleasure. (laughs) Thanks, Greg. Later, man. Swanee D. All right, last call of the day, and then I got to go to the bathroom. Sorry, that's too much information. My stomach God bless you, Grant. How you doing, God man? bless you, brother. Good, 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 good. Um, so here we are again. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is still there. Um, they got rid of Joe Montana. Here's a franchise that got rid of Joe Montana easier than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Because Kyle can't get off the pot, and he's afraid that um, yeah. you know J- Jimmy G's is safety net. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to pop in and give you my love, brother. Uh, keep the grind. I see all those videos. I love it. And and the thing that I love about you is you 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 got your opinions and you stick by it. And the only thing that I have an issue with you is the Trey Lance thing. Um, the guy has a lot of potential. He looks very coachable, but he's a practice legend at this point because you know in limited time he's gotten hurt twice. And here you have thirteen. Uh, seasoned uh, old veterans, Matthew Stafford, the only NFL NFC West quarterback that was still standing at the end of the year, won the chip and all the other NFC West uh, quarterbacks got hurt. So we'll see with uh, Trey Lance young guy, but he got hurt twice. Is that a red flag in your opinion that he's already gotten hurt twice in limited action? It's not I mean, good. Guy, I mean, it's not uh, good. They're getting of, I mean, the first one though, like to me was almost the Niners fault. You were playing him at the end of the preseason at the end of the first half behind like, an offensive line full of guys who didn't make the team. Like, what do you expect to happen? You were sort of playing with fire on that one. Then the other one, he got hurt uh, in his first start playing like Tim Tebow because I guess they didn't feel comfortable having <laughs> him throw that much because his finger was broken. So I, I don't know. I, maybe, I don't know if he's going to get hurt a lot. Um, we'll see. Like Wentz did, and they went to the same school, and neither one slides. So and, we'll see. And, and Grant, I got to give you props because you've been a kinder, gentler uh, guy towards uh, Kyle Shanahan. Um, uh, I'm surprised you didn't say, Hey, Kyle, um, was Trey, La- was Trey Lance healthy in that NFC championship game? Did you have any plays that you could have used possibly when you needed to keep the ball rolling and get some scores? Uh, he was sitting on the field watching when you could have put, uh, imagine the Rams defense, uh, uh, eyes looking when you see a Trey Lance with a surprise play coming in motion or whatever. And Jimmy G's out there as well. I mean, there's no bags of tricks from the, the offensive guru. At this point, that's all uh, Kyle Shanahan is, an offensive guru who can't seem to win the big game. I mean, the Niners are 42-56 and in his tenure, and it's amazing that Niner fans still believe in these guys. Oh, well, Kyle has a plan. John John, 
Uh, Lynch has a plan. Amazing they still believe in these guys. Six years into their tenure, and they still have a losing record. Uh, uh, Sean McVay can lose 17 straight games and still have a better record than Kyle Shanahan. Isn't that amazing? But mm-hmm. I just wanted to give you some love, brother. I appreciate everything you do. I know you got to go, but I just want to remind Niner fans in the chat, you know, here we are, uh, worry-free. Maybe OBJ's back. Maybe he's not. Uh, uh, Stan Kroenke just paid $175 million for a 13-acre building in Woodland Hills. He owns the whole block, 65 acres, to build us a new facility. We're living large. You know, Grant, um, it's amazing. Um Keep up the good work, my brother. Thank you for cu- letting me come in. I just wanted to come in and give you your props, brother. And uh, and this guy here, Matthew Stafford, is not getting the respect he owes. Because the- imagine this, Grant. We believe as Ram fans and the management believes that we're um, a year early. We thought we were going to really arrive the next year because we thought we were going to struggle in the first year with Stafford. And we end up winning the chip despite all these injuries that we had. So we think that we came in a year early. So we're not going anywhere. So I can't wait till this season starts, brother. Appreciate it. I'll let you go, my brother. Much love. And I, uh, tip, I tip my cap to you, my brother. All right. Have a great Take one, care. man. Take care. You too. You too. All right. Last one. Then I got to go. Irvin, man, I seen you coming in and now. What's up? You're muted. My, my bad, bro. Sorry about that. I was taking care of some stuff at work, man. It's like everyone in and out. But, um, bro, just had to come on here real quick, man. Uh, couple weeks ago um after your one of your last videos um there was a, a part that we uh, talked about and then uh, a couple guys i guess um saw it you know they've been following us we built up a little fan base from from, <laughs> from some of the uh, commentary that we've had so you know they, they some of your haters that, that that for some reason don't like you but watch you religiously um you know they had some comments about it you know, being a, they were hating a little bit. I'm like, hey, man, it is what it is, man. I'm just an objective fan. I'm sorry. I'm not a homer. Yeah. You know, that's what oh, you want wow. me to be. But, uh, but just, to, <laughs> just to answer your question, man, um, you know, it's been past time. Um, you know, yeah, it's definitely time for the Niners to do something. Um, and you can pretty much see that the front office also agrees with that take. Um, if you look at what happened with the coaching staff over the offseason, I mean, they pretty much got rid of everybody except the head coach and the D coordinator. Um, brought in Anthony Lynn. Um, so I would definitely say there's some some pressure there, uh, mm-hmm. to say the least. Uh, so point. yeah, so I mean, just to answer your question again, yeah, it, it's Definitely, definitely time for the Niners to do something. And I mean, something like win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would think so. I mean, stop. How many <sighs> quests for six? You're right there. You're on the foot. You're on the footsteps of Mordor. And you're like, you know what? Let's just go back. Let's try it next year. We're yeah. right here, but it's it's a big mountain. I don't want to do it. I'm tired. I'm tired. That's it. Tired. Next year, <laughs> next year, bail, 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 bail. All right, bail. Hey, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. I uh, appreciate you, bro. Of course. Have a good one, man. Later. That's the show. Thanks for watching. I'll be back when you least expect it. See ya.